Tell us some great stories about your cat, your dog, your falcon, your wabbit, your hamster, your budgie. I dated a girl back in Ottawa, I'm going to say 10 years ago. She was allergic to cats. I had two at the time. That was it for her. (laughs) You're allergic? You can't come over? Oh, well. And not only that, she said, like, when you come over to my place, you've got the cat fur on you. I said, yeah. She goes, I'm allergic to that. I said, well, I guess this this just isn't going to work out because I'm not getting rid of my cats. Now, let's go to the phone. Hello, Kristen. Hello, guys. I have a wonderful pet story. Okay. I had pets all my life, and I just couldn't have a life without one. Um, I had, I don't know, you go back about 13 years ago, I moved out and I was considering getting a dog. Uh, my dad never let us get dogs. We always had cats. You know, my mom said, uh, I was sitting at my mom's place having coffee. She said, well, you know, call Humane Society, see if they haven't got puppies there. So I did. And I went down and, you know, the lady had told me about one puppy, put it on my lap, and I fell in love. So I named her Fate. So 13 years later, which was June this last year, um, fortunately I lost her. She had a tumor on her spleen. She was my best friend for 13 years, and it was a really, really hard thing to go through. Um, you know, it was just devastating. But ironically, my husband, so she was before my husband, she was before everything, you know, uh, it was just me and her at the beginning. My husband mentioned in June um, that we should go down to the pound, so we were killing some time just to go look around, and that's kind of dangerous for me because I'm a huge animal lover, everybody who knows me, that can be very dangerous, especially when it comes to adoption. And I have a, I don't know, soft spot for Rottweilers. They're just such kind dogs. And we walked in there, and by chance, there was this two-year-old Rottweiler that came from a horrible home that needed a home, and uh, we left with him. And he think he needed me just as much as I needed him because, you know, my fate after 13 years passed away a couple months later. And he's been by my side ever since. And I can't imagine life without dogs, cats, all of them, the love they give you. It's just so wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. You know what? Yeah. I, I told Kim Lawson, we plan the show together, right? And we have meetings, all the, everybody on the show, Jerry's in there and Jeff and Shanna Lee. We're, and, and we started talking about this. And I said, let's not talk about pets dying on Monday. Monday's not a day. And, and everybody agreed. And here we are talking about pets and the connection. And even just the connection we have with them is enough to get me emotional. So thanks, Kristen. Yeah, you're very welcome. But you know what? It is part of it, yeah. right? They yeah. do, unfortunately, pass away. And for me, that opens up, you know, to bring another one in and keep enjoying that love and, you know, just remember all the good times, right? Well, you know, it, you see so many memes out there, you know. I'm, I'm suspicious of people that don't like dogs. And me too. Th- this is the one. That was a meme. That's not necessarily me. I, <laughs> there are people who don't like dogs I'm all right with because not everybody gets along with dogs or cats or whatever. Yep. But there's, um, there's one saying where they might only be part of your life, but you are their whole life. Absolutely. From beginning to end. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. You 
got it. You come home after a horrible day at work. They're there. They're so excited to see you, and all they want to do is love you, and it's just no judgment, no nothing, just pure love. Yep. Kristen, thank you. Have a great day, okay? My pleasure. You too, Shadow. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm not going to be able to, I'm, I'm telling you right now that I'm not going to be able to make it through this hour without getting really emotional. So there will be moments where you hear me choking up just to be ready for it. This is Terrence. Hello, Terrence. Hi, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? All right. We, we had uh, one of the most devastating things happen to us uh, started on the 14th of this month. I live on a farm, and we had a dog named Josie we've had for over 10 years. And in the morning, I got up, uh, walked her out for a pee in the morning, came back in, went to uh, Stonewall to do some shopping, came home, brought her a treat. And then within half an hour, Mom says, what's wrong with Josie's eye? And I turned around and looked, and one of her eyes started bulging out and was turning up. Never seen anything like that in our lives. Totally panicked, and within a short time, her other eye started doing it. We couldn't find a vet or anybody, like we're out in the country. So the next morning, we rushed her to Stonewall, told us to come right away, and the vet didn't show up for an hour. And so we went, had coffee, and as we waited, and they charged us $200 just for that little interview in the first thing in the morning. And when we come back to see her, they said she'd lose one eye for sure, probably the other one too. And uh, they did all these tests and said she had Lyme disease and uh, diabetes, and it would cost thousands of dollars, but they could try. So, of course, talking to my mom, we decided like there's nothing we could do for her. You know, without having sight, she lives on a farm. She wouldn't have a life worth living. So we had to make the call to get her put down, and they charged us another $441 to put her down because of all the tests they did. So not only were we in total shock, and I never loved anything more in my life than our dog, uh, then they nailed us uh, because they, ha- they knew we were in shock. Like, why would you do all these tests if she was going to lose her sight? Well. So it's just, uh, it's horrific. You feel that you let her down. You feel that you, you should have done more. But the point is that there, was, there wasn't a cost that would have been too much. We're not don't have money, but we would have found a way if it could have kept her alive and she would have had a life worth living. Thanks for the call, Terrence. All right. Appreciate it. Yep. It's tough. It's difficult. It's brutal. Losing a pet. Let's not get into the veterinary charges. They care enough about animals. They made it their living, right? We're talking pets, paw, passion, That's the theme this week. All of us will be talking pets at some point. So Mackling and McGarry and Courier and Richard and Julie this afternoon on the news, 680 CJOB. I don't even know where to go here. Behind the glass, Jerry, who's done a great job of handling all these phone calls at 780-6868, made a point of telling me uh, there's like seven or eight people on hold and what everybody's story was, but I can't remember. I'm sure they're all touching. Doesn't matter who we go to. So let's start with uh, Kathy here. Hello, Kathy. Oh, hi, Shadow. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I um, adopted, I guess, about eight years ago, a little Shih Tzu. She was a senior Shih Tzu that had been given up for adoption at Petland. And my husband wanted to go in to look at fish. 
So he looked at the fish, and I went over there. And uh, when he came back, I was sitting in the adoption center, and we left with a Shih Tzu. And I had her for a few years, and then my husband suddenly passed away. And I have to say, she was just the rock to have around. She made me get up every morning and go out. and She was just an absolutely wonderful animal to have around. And uh, I guess about two years after he'd passed away, she started to have seizures really bad. And I tried everything to you know, get that under control. And one day I came home after work and she'd had a a really massive seizure. And I've never seen a look on anybody's face like that. And so I made an appointment for the next day to put her down. And uh, our appointment was at 2 o'clock. We walked in. I was holding her and she passed away in my arms. And I thought that was a nice gift that she could give to me. And like the vet said, you know, you had the day, she had the time. And I did look up that rainbow bridge, and as a thank you to the vet, I gave him a picture of her and a copy of Rainbow Bridge, which is now in their office. And just before Christmas, um, a friend of mine had a senior Pomeranian, 11 years old, and I just adopted her. So I'm an absolute animal lover, and I love to hear the stories. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. It's difficult. It's difficult. All right. Um, Mike, uh, what's your story? I got kind of a cat uh, disappearing mystery. Um, this was about 10 years ago. Um, I had this little black and white uh, kitten, I guess a stray. It had wandered into our yard. So me and my wife decided that we're going to, you know, we'll keep it. We'll give it a home. Eh? So I didn't know what to call him. So we just ended up calling him No Name. So that was his name, No Name. <laughs> So, uh, well, he had a routine. We had him for about four years, and he always had his routine. He'd sleep during the day, and uh, he'd want it to go out at night. He was an outdoor caddy. Mm-hmm. So one day, you know, I let him out, and um, he just disappeared. All of a sudden, he was gone, didn't come home. So, you know, I put the ad in the paper, you know, called the Humane Society, did all that stuff, and he was just gone, gone. And, uh, about six months later, he was gone for about a whole six months, and, and one day I, I, I come home from work, and who's sitting on my front steps but uh, no name. This cat came back after six months. I couldn't believe it. He was healthy and clean. He looked well-fed. And I said, oh, wow. So I let him in the house, and he did his routine. He went and jumped on the couch and had a, had a nap, and I fed him. And that evening, he was crying to go out again. I said, okay, well, I'll let you out, but uh, don't pull that little disappearing trick again, eh? <laughs> so I let him out, and uh, that was it. Never seen him again. He was gone. Really? Yeah, he came back that one time after six months, and then he was gone again and never came back, gone. Okay, Mike, I I have to take a break. Is there more to this story? That's it. He's gone. He never came back. Okay. This was years ago. He was gone, so I don't know what happened to him. He so just, he came uh, back. Somebody, that... was obviously, somebody was obviously taking care of him. Maybe he liked it better where he was. And... So he came back one day, and then that was it. He was gone again. Yeah, gone for six months, came back for one day. Did his usual routine, slept on the couch, had his dinner, and then he went out and never came back. That's bizarre. So, then I don't you know. wish they could talk to tell you. Yeah, like where, where, like who's taking care of him and where did he go? Yeah, I where don't you know. been, bud? Here's a text from Tom at 780-6868. Put our mini dash out of 18 years down last year. Waited a year. Just picked up another puppy yesterday. Mini dash out, mini pincher, cross. What a sweetie. How long do you wait? You know, I mean, some people, you, you see the stories all the time. Uh, one of your, your pets dies and then the next day 
somebody thinks it's okay to bring you another dog or cat, and it's not. It's not okay. There is definitely some downtime necessary. Hello, Jane. Hello. I have a story that, um, as many of your callers have had, some very sad, but I think it sort of ended on a happy note. And uh, there was a, a gentleman, if I can call him that, who had some horses that weren't far from where I lived, and he totally neglected them, but... Um, under the Humane Society, he was providing water and the field and the bush. So these horses were neglected, and one day he added two ponies that were almost identical, and I called them Susie and Susie Q. And Susie came with a chain around her neck so tight it was growing in, and they were, like, almost wild, and um, the story was that who he had bought them from was going to shoot them for to feed their dog. So I would go every day, and I would watch these two. And over weeks, I got their confidence, and they would come to feed. And I took my cell phone and took a picture of the chain where the opening, the, like the hook would be, yeah. and studied it and studied it, and finally one day I got that chain off, and I was so happy. <sighs> and that's my story. Thank you for your story, Jane. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. People are cool, you know that? Hello, Burton. Hey, how you doing? Good, doing good for you, good. Jane. Yeah. Uh, uh, I got a cat story. Years ago, I had a cat that I found on my city sidewalk. It was frozen. His paws were frozen to the sidewalk. And his name was Gus. It was a gray cat. And uh, I brought him in, and I started feeding him uh, pickerel fillets. <laughs> so he got his strength back, and then I let him outside. Maybe he can find his own home. And then a few days later, I noticed clothes on my sidewalk. And I was like, strange. I wonder where these came from, right? So it took me a few days to figure out, well, the cat's bringing me clothes. And my roommate would say, oh, because you're feeding them pickerel fillets. So then one day, uh, my neighbor down the street, he plays hockey, and he leaves all his hockey equipment outside on his porch. So the cat one day brings over his jersey, his knee pads, his gotch thing. And my neighbor comes over and says, Burton, which one of your friends has taken my hockey equipment? I'm like, Paul, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so it was the, uh, comes down to it, the cat would steal all my neighbor's laundry and the biggest thing that the cat brought back was a wet quilt and after he brought the quilt into the yard he slept for two days <laughs> Burton, let's have you ever researched how a cat or why a no. cat might do that no i have no idea like it never killed any birds or squirrels or rabbits and i was just like this is the weirdest thing and i i just figured maybe it was because of the pickerel Right, it was feeding them pickerel all the time. Right, so what, so what, what I would that have? No, have? no hang on, Burton. Like, what would it, feeding them pickerel have to do with it? Like, make them more human? <laughs> make them more advanced? <laughs> I guess I, I don't know. You know, that's you know, my cat back when he was an outdoor cat used to yeah. leave uh, mice at the door. Right, he'd go oh, yeah. and catch mice in the backyard, leave the mouse at the door as kind of a gift. It, that's what you know, animal people would say. Well, he's giving you a gift. He's showing you yeah. that he's worth his weight and whatever. Yeah. And uh, so I've never heard of clothing. Yeah, and the weirdest thing is I had like an outdoor uh, camping thing, and then it was I had more clothes than I had garbage, and it was getting to a point where I was like, well, like my friend would be like, Burton, go get us a brand new 
towel, right? So two days later to be a towel, I would have brand new oven, uh, like uh, gardening gloves to like jeans. Like, and then one time I was, uh, me and my roommate were coming home from work. Yeah. And then we seen the cat come out of this guy's Honda Civic, right? And, then, and my name, my roommate goes, is that your cat being chased by this guy with a fleecy in his mouth? And the cat is booking her down the street with a fleecy <laughs> in his mouth. And the guy's chasing my cat. It's like, yeah, that's Gus. Do you still have Gus? Is Gus still around? No, unfortunately, uh, one of his kidneys uh, shrunk. Oh. And I took him to the vet, and, uh, and they told me that his, they did the x-rays, and they said that one of his kidneys is dissolved. Oh, no. And I had him for around um, five or six years. That's a uh, sad yeah, moment was, when uh, they go. You I know, was devastated after I had to take him in. I just, uh, I just. Uh, were yeah, they were rough. they able, Burton, to um, take a guess or a stab or even a, an educated guess as to how old Gus was when he first showed I, up? Uh, well, when I first found him, he had to be just only a few months old. He was small. Yeah. But I had him for probably around five to six years. Because my cat, who's I'm going to say he's 15 now, or maybe even older, 16. Right. When I first adopted him, the people at the uh, shelter, they had no idea how old he was. They said, well, he's anywhere between one and three. That's the best we can do. I really? Said, Can't eh? you tell from his teeth? Or <laughs> isn't there something you yeah, can I do? Yeah, I guess I wouldn't. Yeah, that's a good call. I don't know how they would uh, detect their age, I guess. I have no idea how old he is now. Right. I've had him since 04, <laughs> right? So yeah. he's either 15 or he's 16 or he's 17. I don't know which. He seems yeah, well, the younger. I suggest. Treat him some pickerel cheeks. Just boil them in the water for a couple of seconds, and I'm telling you, man, your cat will... Uh, you know, really... I got enough problems without having to wonder where my underwear is. <laughs> Thank you, Brittany. You never know. It could be on Warsaw, man. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs> wow, some crazy stories. What about those stories where the pet somehow winds up in the back of a truck and takes a cross-country trip 1,000 miles and then makes their way back? What was that called? The Incredible Journey, the Disney movie? It's, it's actually happened. All right, let's go talk to Jason. Hey, Jason, what's your pet story, man? How's it going? Good. Good. Good, good. Uh, yeah, I used to have a cat. His name is Etnies. Uh, I'm sorry, my, what, what actually, was the name again? Etnies, like the shoe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I found him actually in the shoebox. Oh, that's why. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 uh, I saw it. Like, he was left in the back lane um, in. Uh, Osborne Village there, mm. and when I I saw this box, it was like a pretty pristine box on a thing of garbage, and uh, I was just curious, so I just opened it up, and there's this cat looking at me like, "What are you gonna do?" <laughs> I, gave, I gave him some food, and uh, we were we were pretty tight. Uh, I had it for about six years, and, I, and my life was actually kind of crazy up until that point. I was uh, pretty irresponsible, and that was kind of the catalyst point shift, if you will, where I kind of learned responsibility because son, suddenly I had someone that depended on me. It's so pretty sweet. This cat changed mm-hmm. your life. It's 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 it contributed to the change. We'll say that. Do you uh, look back, Jason, on the moment you found the cat in the back alley in the shoebox and go, "Wow, that, that was like fate, man. That that was supposed to be like that." I, I very much believe that because it was in a pretty dark time in my life. So, um, and that was one of the very first good things. Uh, that that turned around. I mean, and, and he was an awesome cat. Like he didn't like fetch or anything, but particularly if you snapped your finger, his tail wagged. 
And it was this great party piece because once I uh, got back on my feet and I actually had a roommate, um, we, we it was you know fifty fifty on everything in the house. But um, this cat would oh, would sit on the top of the chair that would line up right with the big TV, and uh, and what he would do is that uh, he'd sit there and his tail would smack you if someone else snapped the finger, and eventually you just get up if you wanted the chair because you kept getting his tail in the face. <laughs> do you look back and go, what made me? go towards this box? Um, you know what? Honestly, uh, I, I, I don't really think about it often, but I do at the same time because, because the, the, the box was, was so clean in a pile of garbage. Maybe and, that's and it what really, it was. Yeah. It was just, it was like, like this really shiny box and it said Etnies on it. And I, when I, when I was, I didn't even know what to name this cat. And then I looked at the box and it said Etnies in white. I was like, Oh, here we go. That's perfect. That's amazing. First of all, how somebody does that. Like yeah, was was Edney's full grown? Or just yeah, a- he was about he was about four. Uh, he was he was a tabby cat. Um, he was about four. So um, I only had yeah, I had him for a couple of years, and then and then uh, when when and then he passed away. But I think he, I think he'd be about eight, um, give or take. When it's he tough away, not so. knowing their ages, right? Like my cat, the same thing. I don't know how old he is. He could be fifteen, might be seventeen. I don't know. Hope he lasts <laughs> for a while though. Jason, thank yeah. you, thank you for that call. No it's a great story. That's a great story. I like that story. Conrad. Hi, Shadow. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, man. What's your story? Uh, you know, if Burton wants, wants to feed me pickled cheeks, I'll bring him my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a story about a dog. Um, his name was Tucker. And like uh, like everybody's pets, they, uh, you know, they tend to get into trouble when you're not, when you're not around. Mm-hmm. And one of the things uh, Tucker would do would, uh, would go into the garbage. Right and get after the garbage and leave a mess everywhere in the house. And you come home and you know he'd have his head down and you know that uh, that oh my god I'm in trouble look and his tail would be wagging and you already knew when you walked into the house that something was up. Um, so the one time I had uh, been out of the house for a period of time and and uh, I came home and one of the things I would tell my daughters was you know make sure you guys are closing up the, the doors to the bathroom because he would go into the bathroom garbage. So uh, we came home and uh, he was at the top of the stairs. And it, it didn't take you very long to realize that he'd gotten into the garbage. The the garbages that had the you know the the cylinder heads with the little flapper. Yes. You know uh, he had stuck his head through the flapper, and I guess when he pulled his head out, he pulled the top of the lid off, and he had this thing stuck around his neck, and he was sitting at the top of the stairs, and and I'm looking at him, and and he's looking at me, and he's giving me that wag, and I'm like Tucker, what did you do? You know what the heck are you doing? So going to garbage, and of course he's got everything, and he's got this flipper around his head, and um, so I figured, you know what, uh, I'm not really going to do anything because it's already after the fact. You know, usually scold your dog or whatever, get after him, and and so we just went to the dog park like that, and just I, like he that. Around the dog park with this flapper on his head, and people were like, well, you know, what's wrong with your dog? Let me ask you this: said, you know, he's an astronaut. He's got this <laughs> around his head. And Conrad, like, when you <laughs> <laughs> do you think he understood that? Like, was he embarrassed? Oh, you know what? People that have dogs know that. You just know that your dog, like, they don't give you that look without them. You don't even have to say anything, and you could see it in his face. He was, he was caught dead in his tracks, and he, he was, you know, he, had, he knew what was going on. You know, it's funny that Lisa and I first got together. She already had the dog, right? Like, the dog is, I don't know, a year old. And so we're taking the dog for a walk, one of our first ever dates. And when the dog had to stop and take a poop, on the boulevard, yeah. she, Lisa made me go, turn away. She's embarrassed. And I went, what are you talking about? Like she, yep. 
she's she's having to poop. Everybody everybody driving by and walking by can see, but I have to turn my head. <laughs> you know, it just reminds me of a story um, because he had gotten into garbage and and things like that. That was the reason why I kind of started coaching the girls to close the doors and and he was in the backyard and you know he was going number two and I'm looking and I'm like what the heck is wrong with my dog? This it looked like uh this red thing and I'm like, oh my God, you know, he's you know, his bowels are coming out and I, sick, I got yeah. a little bit closer and, and then I realized it was one of the kids' socks coming out. Oh <laughs> You never know what they're going to suck back. So you got to be <laughs> yeah. careful too with dogs, he right? No, like you know, he was just a just a really cool dog, and uh, you know, I often think about. Um, there's a saying that people are here for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I think about my dog Tucker all the time, and you know, he was here for a lifetime. You know, he's gone now, and and uh, there's a lot of great memories that I've had, and and you know, I just wish that other people had that opportunity to kind of have that relationship, you know, with a pet, to have that 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 loyalty, that love, that just uh, you know, they do enrich your life. And I think when your caller said, you know, when you come home, they're just they just want to love you, and and uh, I think that was the best part of my day. Yeah, you know, there's a saying: be the man that your yeah. dog thinks you are. Right. Yeah, that's a great thing. Yeah. Would you ever be able, Conrad, to develop a relationship with a new dog? Uh, I don't think it would be the same relationship that I had with Tucker because you know you just that's a special bond that you, you just connect with the dog that way and and I'd like to again you know I definitely would like to have that that connection but I I just don't know if it would be on the same level mm-hmm. you know because he's he's the mold right like you know every other dog's got to measure up to him and you know like I. I I'm sure there are other dogs that are just as loyal and just as loving, but there's just that one spot that, you know, nobody will, uh, no other dog will ever occupy. Nobody else will. You know. Conrad, thank you. Thank you for Very your welcome. story. Thanks for taking the call. Have a good one.